Hello, welcome to the Coaching Manual Podcast. I'm Pavel Williams, and I'm really excited to share this one with you. This week, we speak to Patrick Ladru, who is the head coach of the under-13s to under-16 age group at Ajax of Amsterdam. It's a world-famous club. It's actually produced the most players of any European club that are currently playing in the top-flight division across Europe, and they have a track record since the 1970s of success. So. We speak in depth about how they recruit, how they train, how they develop and how they ultimately get players into the first team and even onto the international stage. It's a fascinating conversation, loads of really, really detailed answers. Patrick's a great host and I'm sure you're going to really enjoy this interview. If you do, as ever, please do subscribe. Head over to thecoachingmanual.com forward slash podcasts and then you've got links for iTunes and RSS and SoundCloud and let us know what you think. Get in touch with us through our Twitter account, at Coaching Manual, or you can find it on Google Plus or Facebook, all the links are on the site. Okay, I'm sure you're going to really enjoy this. Let's get into it. So, uh, I'm Patrick Ladrun. Uh, I started at Ajax in 91, mm-hmm. and then I stayed here for uh, almost 20 years. Wow. And... Um, then I left in 2010, I left to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. I became director of the youth from uh, Al-Akhli. It's a club in Jeddah. It's a club, the owner is a prince, like it always goes there. There I stayed for two years and then Johan Cruyff asked me to come to Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, to Chivas Guadalajara. We went there with eight uh, Dutch coaches. Yes. And um, But the owners of those clubs are crazy. They have a lot of money and if they don't like it, they send everyone off. So then after nine months, um, uh, we had to leave the club. And then I went back to Holland. Mm-hmm. And then Ice came to me to ask me to come back because I I was never I was never sent off Ajax, sure. but I went by myself. I left by myself after ni- 90 years. So uh, I had always a good relation with Ajax. That's why I came back. The role is... Um, we have uh, three wheels. Mm-hmm. We have the, the teams before the growth. Okay. That's the team of under eight to under 12. Then we have under 13 to under 60 years old. Okay. That's the wheel in the middle. That Those are the growth teams. Okay. And I'm responsible of those. Okay. And then we have the teams of uh, under 70 till the, uh, the second team of Ajax. Okay. And that's the responsibility of uh, Mim Jong mm-hmm. and uh, Dennis Bergkamp, I see. the second team. Yep. And he's also assistant of Frank de Boer, mm-hmm. who's the head coach of the first team of Ajax. So this, it seems like there's a very natural progression through from the academy right through to the first team. So it must be important that the philosophy of the club is the same from the first yeah. team downwards. Yeah. Is that, is yeah. that to say? Maybe a little bit difference between first team and the youth. Uh-huh. But uh, most of the things are uh, almost the same. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and yeah, in, in the younger age groups, we call that before the growth. Yes. In the growth, after the growth. Mm-hmm. Now we have, uh, for example, we have scientists in uh, movements, mm-hmm. and they uh, watch. They can see in where you are in the growth. Okay. If you are uh, half a year before. Sure. If you are half a year in or at the end of after. Yeah. So, for example, in my age groups, in the middle, uh, we have four teams, but they always start with uh, movement. Okay. Movement is coordination, 
flexibility, uh, power, uh, endurance. Yes. And um, we start the, the teams with uh, with those things, but we put them first in the growth groups. So somebody of under 15 can be with under 13 because he's before the growth. And um, then we start with those uh, uh, developments of uh, the endurance, etc., and the coordination. And then uh, after that, we start in the teams and then training. That's really interesting. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the each of the wheels in turn. I think okay, it makes you sense. Start, you so talk about the other wheels also. Let's start with with the youngest age group. Yeah. First, first and foremost, where do players? Where do players come from? How do you recruit players into yeah. the early stage groups? Yeah. Um, do you have a scouting network? Do players come to you? What's the What's the most likely path for you to find a yeah. player? Now we uh, we try to get them in Amsterdam, and, and and around 60 kilometers around. Yes. So that because in the younger age group the parents have to bring the children. Exactly. We don't work with buses. We 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 have the money, but we don't do that because it's a social part. We want parents uh, next to the field watching the training or be there for the children. Um, uh, then we um, we have a scouting team, professionals, full-time uh, scouts, right. and they uh, do the preparation work. And also in, at the end of the of the scouting, then the technical staff, the coaches, they decide which player is coming to Ajax. Sure, sure. Yeah. Do you find that the uh, the amateur clubs in the area are generally very good? Is the, is the quality of coaching reasonably high in the amateur clubs even before they reach uh, the academy here? No, they, they have problems. A lot of uh, amateur clubs, they get less money. Yeah. And if they get less money, they have to work more with volunteers. Although I don't understand because you pay 150 euros for one year to play football for your son. Yeah. But you can ask more money to get more better coaches but they don't have the money. Mm -hmm. Then they work with fathers, but fathers sometimes don't have the knowledge. That's it. That's very similar in England. It's yeah. similar challenges, I think. Um, what about facilities, though? I mean, one of the problems we have in England is the weather is bad, so yeah. often the pitches... <laughs> and it's very similar yeah. in Holland. So do you have an issue with, with finding good playing surfaces yeah. on, or, or does that even make a difference? I think if, if you see the, the complexes here in Holland, yeah. are fantastic. Yeah, I think so. It, the, uh, every amateur club, almost have one, at least one artificial field. Mm -hmm. So I think they, that's that's uh, an advantage if you compare sure. it with other countries. Yeah, I think so. And are they funded by, by local government or by schools? Uh, where, where does... Sometimes about government, yeah. uh, from the government. But I know uh, sometimes that you have to pay it also by yourself, but then they have lucky with some sponsors or sure. people with money inside yeah. the club. Okay, but yeah. it's it's about that investment in facilities. I think that's it's more from the government. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So we have this scouting network, and we find uh, lots of talented players. What are you looking for when you finally make the decision as to which players are going to make the jump and come into the academy? Are there particular qualities that you look for uh, uh, above above any others? Yeah, dude, that's a difficult question. And most of the players, you can see it that they have the, the skills. Okay. In the younger age, you look at uh, the technical part, mm -hmm. you, you look at a, a kind of speed, mm -hmm. uh, you look at uh, this personality, yeah. but you can see that when they come to train at Ajax. Mm -hmm. um, but also, can they read the game a little bit? Sure. Although they are very young, 
but can he uh, does he know where to run to get free to get yeah. in his, to get free uh, the space to get a ball That's um, does he see uh, which player is is has to, has to get the ball at now at this moment so already it's a it's a a very kind of holistic approach where you want not complete players but you want players with lots of different skills yeah. rather than one particular talent yeah. but also speed is getting very important in the football yeah but if you don't have speed you need somebody else some uh, something else to be fantastic in that okay yeah. if if you don't have uh, speed uh, normally you can read the game very good if if you have speed yeah yeah, then yeah. you have to work also on your, at your skills. Sure. And I, I guess at this, um, what age are we talking when they first come to the academy? Are we talking six, seven. eight, seven years old? Seven, yeah, they are under eight when they come to Ajax. Okay, so within that realm, um, I presume that players don't have positions at, at that point in time. Do you no. look for, you know, a talented goalkeeper, a talented striker? Yeah, yeah. Even at the early stage groups, or, or are you a little bit more uh, open to where they no, ultimately play? we try play? to get the best ones, Okay. the most talentful ones. And we try to get also, uh, we are thinking now of other field sizes. Mm -hmm. We are the first one who starts with that. Yeah. Because uh, in Holland it's normal to play 7 against 7 and 11 against 11. Mm -hmm. uh, four years ago I introduced uh, 9 against 9 mm -hmm. here at, at Ajax. Yeah. But now it's doing all over in Holland. Sure. And for, now, for which age groups? Uh, that was for under 10, under 11. Okay. And now we try to do also uh, 6 against 6, mm -hmm. uh, 8 against 8, yeah. 9 against 9, and then 11 against 11. But typical field sizes. Mm -hmm. And why field size is typical? Because um, we want them not to run a lot, mm -hmm. but to play more. Okay. To have more touches, etc., sure. etc. Whilst I'm on that, one of the ideas that is um, very popular in England at the moment is to play 4v4. And uh, oftentimes the credit for that is, is looking at the Dutch system. Is that, uh, as a formal game of 4v4, is that something that was, that was developed at Ajax? And, and if you do play that a lot, what, what are the sort of benefits of it? No, yeah, we play um, uh, 4 against 4, but, but also when I worked outside, I played 5 against 5, 7, sure. 7, 9, 9, 11, 11. So you're not too concerned with it like strictly being one format, is it more that what happens within the game? The most important thing is the field size. Okay. The field size, because at the training you train also 5, 5, 6, 6, mm -hmm. 7, 7, 8, 8, 9, 9. It depends on how many players do you have. Yeah. But the field size is very important. Mm -hmm. If the field size is too wide, they are running more and, and not playing. Mm -hmm. If the field size is uh, too small, mm -hmm. they are uh, uh, bumping or sure. bumping more and not uh, playing. Yeah. So you need the right field size. But also the goal size. We never think of goal sizes in Europe. Yeah, it's true. We, we, have, we have two goal sizes. We have two by four mm -hmm. and we have the big goal size. Mm -hmm. But the child is growing like this. Yeah. So you need lots more stages yeah. in between. What I did is uh, I did 150. No, first four against four mm -hmm. without goalkeeper, uh, one by three. Mm -hmm. So not one by two. One by three, you get a lot of goals and that's what you need at that age. Then you have 150 by four, mm -hmm. then 175 by five oh, okay. and then two meters by six but nobody does that no how do you even start to look for goals or do you have to yeah but you need sometimes i think a company have to find a solution that you can like an extendable goal yeah, you can make them wider yeah and you can make them higher so you can I adjust 
as you would in a coaching session, you might move the cones in it's, just a half a yeah. yard. Yeah. Similar if with you, the goal. If you can make that, yeah. I think it's a solution for all over the world. Hopefully somebody who, uh, who listens to this and reads this will uh, and, and you have, I did pick inf- up on that. I did, I, I did investigations. You have to find the solution that the, play, that the goalkeeper, he can reach the post. Okay. That's the, yeah, he can reach the post when he jumps. Because I was going to ask, that's, how do you decide? That's important. Yeah. That's yeah. important. Because it's then very realistic uh, and you can't just shoot over the goalkeeper yeah. you know, and score every time. Yeah. So on the field side, how do you determine... Obviously, you have a couple of things to look for. Are the players bumping in too much or is there too much space? But uh, do you have a kind of formula or do you have a pattern to decide how big to make the training session when you're planning it? Or do you just have a look and decide to kind of tweak it whilst the session No, you have typical field sizes. Okay. Yeah. For example, uh, uh, four against four is 20 by 25. Okay. And so you have field sizes. But, but it's easy when you have 11 against 11. That's what you know. So it's, it's fixed. When you have four and four, it's 20 by 25. Okay. Then you have to... Do, we always say, uh, do um, one player, five meters. Okay. Yeah, so that's... If so you, you have seven players, yeah, you can do 35. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You can do it like that. Perfect. Ideal. Yeah. So, we then move on. Within those training sessions of the youngest age groups, what are the priorities? What, what are you trying to get to so that the players will then be able to enter the growth stage? Yeah, um, especially the young age, you have to be very skillful. Mm-hmm. So everything is based on uh, technical skills. Sure. What um, um, what is his name? Tottenham Hotspur. You worked. Uh, Ricardo Monic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's very important in the young age. Okay. So you have to find exercises that you can do a lot of repeats. Mm-hmm. And first you start with everyone a ball, but then you start with three players one ball. And then in a rotation exercise. And the, the final thing is you have to put them in situations that they have an opponent in front of them. They have an opponent who's coming from the side, uh, next to them, on the left side, on the right side, be, uh, behind them. If you put them in those situations every week, they're going to be very skillful. Okay. And so you can do the resistance of the opponent. You can do, you start with no resistance, mm-hmm. but you can make that higher. Sure, so there's always a progression. But it's a role, eh? Yeah. The, 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 the defender has to work for the attacker. So it's for the benefit, in the early stages, yeah. benefit of developing those skills. Yeah. Is there certain skills that you would uh, sort of maybe warm up with, or like almost every training session you would look at similar skills, or would it ch- change week to week? No, yeah, no, no, no. I think repeating is very important, because in the young age, you don't have to give them a lot of exercises. Mm-hmm. You have to repeat it and make them better in those exercises, okay. and then you go to the next step. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and but you do also a little position play. Mm-hmm. In certain age, you, you start with a little position play, mm-hmm. and it starts from three against one to four against two to five against three, mm-hmm. six against four. In um, Dennis Bergkamp's book, he talked about how in Ajax, uh, Ajax in the last maybe. 10, 15 years, they've developed lots of players who've gone to national level, but they haven't developed as many players as they maybe in the past did that were world-class international yeah. level. And he suggested that the academy now wants to focus on individual skill yeah. and yeah. developing world-class talent. That's right. You've been here you know, over 20 years um, in various roles. Have you seen that evolution in the last kind of two, three years of yeah. how the cha- training's changed? Yeah, for example, the we call the performance that's the physical part. Okay. Now we have a lot of uh, uh, employers who are specialized in that. 
and uh, in that part we make big steps. Yeah, so because we, we have to, like yeah, we have to build athletics. Mm -hmm. Because if you are not athletic, it's very hard to play on the highest level yeah. now at this moment. So you think that's going to be almost the, the baseline is that everyone in professional football will be an incredible athlete yeah. and then the difference will be the ones who have technique and insight. Yeah. On yeah, top if of you that. have something special, yeah. like, uh, reading the game, like Wesley Schneider, yeah. like Rafael van der Vaart, mm -hmm. yeah, then your physical part maybe can be lesser a little bit. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have that, then you have a problem. It seems like looking at the way the game is travelling, we had um, a Barcelona team that was extremely skillful, extremely quick. Yeah, that's but now you have small. a Bayern Munich team which is similar, but he's also athletic. But more athletic. Yeah. So it seems that's the way. That's the yeah, way that's the, game's the going. difference. Yeah. Yeah. And um, for anyone who doesn't know, just uh, explain what Dutukums literally means in, in Dutch. Future. English. Yeah. So that's what you're always looking for when yeah. you're here. No, and, and uh, the physical part is very important, mm -hmm. but also the individual part, what Dennis Bergkamp told you already. Um, we we don't we don't look now at uh, uh, ten teams in the youth academy, mm -hmm. but we look at 180. I don't know how many we have exactly, but we look look at 180 individuals, mm -hmm. and we put those players under a coach. And for example, I have four teams sure. next season. I have uh, five field coaches yeah. and one goalkeeper coach. So I have six coaches for four teams. So they will get 10, 12 players. They don't have, they will not have a team. Mm -hmm. So I can't say to the coach, you are the team of under 15. No, you are responsible for four teams. And so but they will have 10, 12 players um, from all the four teams. So, so each if you week, are my coach, each week no, that the whole year. For the whole year, okay. The whole year, you're you are responsible of 10, 12 oh, players okay. Okay. from the under 13, under 14, under 15, under 16. Maybe we do it in position. Sure. Maybe we say, or you take that position, that position. Yeah. And but if you have a lesser uh, group, you can work more individual with them. You make the week program. You find out what exercises are important for him yeah, yeah. to develop. So you go and work more individual. But you have to do it all together. Because it's a team sport. So when you come to now the, into the growth phase with, with the age group that you're predominantly responsible yeah. for, do you expect the players to take a lot of responsibility as well for their own development? Yeah, we have to try them that they come to us that they want to work. But yeah. in my age groups, it's very hard because sure. they are pubering, they they have growing problems, yeah. Yeah, they have they like a girlfriend, those problems they get. Yeah. So we have to find the best coaches in that age group. Who can work with those guys? What are some of the solutions you've come up with to address some of those problems? Particularly, as players go through puberty, very talented players from the younger age group might have maybe two years where they really struggle physically. How do you address that as a club? How do you do? You have to be patient, um, or can you be a little as bit? As coach, you mean it? Eh? Yeah. No, you, you have to be very disciplined, and very strict, mm -hmm. because uh, they ask a coach who is very strict. But in the other way, you have you, you have to sometimes also do a hand on the shoulder. You have to be a, a kind of father. Yeah. If you have that balance of be strict and punish, and you can be also a father, that's that's fine for them. They need structure and they need uh, that, the, that there are rules, mm -hmm. because otherwise they're going to make their own rules. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, sure. But these age groups, I, I'm responsible for now, in the past we sent players off mm -hmm. who are now national 
team players. Eh? So it's very important that we keep them, we keep them in the train to the first team of Ajax. Yeah, absolutely. And not that they go to PSV and that they go and come in the first team there. I can give you a lot of uh, examples. Absolutely. absolutely. But we have also a lot of examples who come in the first team of Ajax. That's fair. So how does the training change once you get to 13, under 13 and, and upwards? Does the training change drastically from the, the previous phases? What are some of the things no, you add? Um, uh, from under 8 till under 10, they're going to play 6 against 6. Okay. Goalkeeper 5 field players yeah. with a kind of field size. Yep. Then they go in the under 11, they go to 8 against 8. Mm-hmm. Then the under 12, they go 9 against 9. Okay. From 60 meter to 60 meter box. Mm-hmm. And then in the under 13, they go the first time 11 against 11. Okay. So my first team, yep. the youngest, it's the first experience with 11 against 11. Okay. Um, so what are we training? At Monday, we train, we do the under 13 and the 14 together. Mm-hmm. And we do the under 15 and the 16 together. Mm-hmm. We work in technical stations, okay. passing, receiving, heading, uh, skills training, uh, like Ricardo Monic. Yeah. Um, finishing on the goal, technical, mm-hmm. with technical uh, shot. And then we put them in those stations. Okay. But if your left foot is not good and your uh, heading defending is not good, you, so in the beginning they did all the four stations, yeah. but our, after a couple of months, in October, we started with a, a personal program. Okay. So we said, uh, passing receiving on the left, you go to passing receiving two times. Okay. And then you work only on the left side in the exercise. And heading, only when that's defending, you work on heading two times. So you work two times 50 minutes. That, two times 50 minutes you work on that. So you get an individual program. And on Tuesday we did the same. We did it with technical tactical stations, position play, a legal position gameplay, uh, finishing on the goal tactical from positions, and then we put them in those stations. And yeah, what you don't have, you have to train. So you work on the weaknesses. Yeah, and in the beginning we work in small groups, mm-hmm. and then because we train Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, okay. and then Thursday, Friday they had their own team. Okay. And then they can work more on, on those things, yeah. or they say now we go more to the team process. Okay. And maybe next year we're going to do three times yeah. with stations. And then only the Fridays preparing on the game. So depending what the players need, the coach can decide yeah, to that's the, that's increase it. the complexity yeah. or to take yeah. it right back down again. And we don't look at ages, because we had uh, last time we had a, an under 13 player mm-hmm. who was in the middle with a position play, yeah. six against four. He was the, the Spielmacher, eh, we call that. Okay. From Germany, Spielmacher. Yeah. And, um, Which is playmaker. Yeah, playmaker. Very close. Yeah, very close. I didn't know the word. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, but he was with uh, players who were two years older. And wow. he was the one who did it. But if you look at, uh, um, at heading, he's maybe with his own age. Sure. So we make an individual program. We don't look at ages. And we work on the things they need. But it's very difficult how to organize that in an, in a team process. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you just have ten players, one coach, ten players, one coach, ten players throughout the club, it's very difficult then to have that yeah. flexibility. Yeah. 
I guess also it gives them, it means there's almost always an opponent who's a very similar level or just a little bit better than they are. Yeah. How important is it that you're playing against players of a similar or a higher ability? Uh, I, yeah, how important that is. Yeah, how, how yeah, it can be very important because you need to uh, give challenges to the players. That player of under 13, when he does the position play with his own age, he doesn't have the challenge because it goes too easy for him. When he goes with two years older, it, it goes faster. So he has to think faster. Yeah. And, and in the position play, that's very good for his individual program. So how do you deal with players who aren't quite progressing the same speed as, the, as maybe the rest of the people their age group? Do you get to um, a point at the end of each year where you will let players drop down to a different club or where you'll bring new players in who are exceptional? Yeah, yeah. From amateur clubs? Always how does that process work? Um, in a young age, we, we, we have to find the best players from the amateur clubs. Mm -hmm. Because we are here, the only one from a professional club who starts with 80 years old. Yeah. For example, AZ, it's another professional club. Uh -huh. It's 40 kilometers uh, far away. Sure. They start with under 12. Okay. Uh, Utrecht mm -hmm. is in the middle of Holland. Yep. They start also with under 12. So from the under 8 till under 11, we can find the best players in Amsterdam around from the amateur clubs. Okay. Um, and I always say, you have, have to look at the selection of Asset and Utrecht if they have players who are close to Amsterdam. Then we have to take them, because we are the best club in Holland. Mm -hmm. We can take all the players. If we say you can come to Ajax, they come to Ajax. If they were two, two years at Asset and we want to get them, first of all, we have to pay. Sure. We have to pay uh, developing uh, year costs. Mm -hmm. It's 30,000 euros per year. Per year, right. The second is, when they like it at Asset, it's difficult to get them here. Yeah, sure, because they're going to yeah. be unknown. Most of them, they want to come, but also, yeah. I, I have an experience now, he doesn't want to come. Sure. Um, so in the young age, it's more from amateur clubs. Mm -hmm. In the in my age groups, it's more from amateur clubs, but it's getting more difficult because they scout a lot. Everyone is scouting a lot, mm -hmm. so I get also players from other professional clubs. Okay. And in Holland, we are the highest one. Sure. Also higher than PC and Feyenoord. Does your does your relationship with the other clubs um, is it sometimes a cooperative one rather than a competitive one? So no, Feyenoord, PSV, no, normally you don't take from each other. Okay. But I, I left for three years, mm -hmm. we don't take from each other. Now, after three years, it's, it's, it's getting tougher. Yeah, okay. It's getting okay. tougher. But, um, but we have the problem with England. Because players will go to England? Yeah. We have no club in Holland mm -hmm. that a player wants to leave eyes for another club. Mm -hmm. But we have problems that Manchester City, Chelsea yeah. is coming with a lot of money. There's a, there is a, a company now, I don't know the name, but um, they have Dutch people working there, right? Who knows all the who knows all the players of the professional clubs? Okay. They tip the Manchester City, Chelsea, etc. They have a lot of money. They first uh, make the parents crazy, yeah, and then the yeah, player. Yeah. But no player of Holland till now got it to the first team of England. Yeah. So uh, that's wait. Shaq. 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 Weet jij de naam van dat Engelse bedrijf wat de spelers rondzet? Ja, weet je die spelers naar Manchester City en Chelsea haalt? Hoe heet dat ook alweer? Die, 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 die Chino werkt daar toch? Nee, he doesn't know the name. No, but they, no special, they specialize in yeah, they, they have, uh, they have somebody who is very rich. Right. And 
who is the connection to the top clubs. The top clubs have a lot of money. So how do you feel when, because there it seems like players are almost treated like commodities. They're not seen as, you know, children or, or young people. They're seen as... They kill the, the players. They kill our players. Why? I can tell you. Because I, if a player has to go there, I, I give him all the luck to go there. But we are uh, we are developing for the first team of Ajax. Mm-hmm. And we, we proved that they come in the first team of Ajax. Yeah, absolutely. Because we have a lot of uh, players from the youth academy. In England, not. No. They buy. So they don't come. There's no player who came in the first team of the top clubs. Mm-hmm. Because it's very difficult. Because it's high level. Yeah. It's higher than uh, Ajax level in England. Uh, but that's because of the foreign players and the mixes and the fiscal players. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, the young players, if you are 18, 90 years, it's difficult to get in the first team. Yeah, because you have to actually be, you have to almost be world class, international class, at a very early age. There isn't the, the kind of gap 18 to 21, 22. Yeah. Uh, I think you need to play a lot of games to reach yeah. that competitive standard. But uh, I mean, just to touch on something which we, we kind of brought up very early on, that you recruit from predominantly the area around Amsterdam. But how important is it to a club like Ajax, which isn't as rich as some of the other big clubs in, in Europe, like how much of the, I guess, the culture of the club is, is predicated on the fact that a lot of Amsterdam players represent yeah. the first team? How, you know, integral to the club is that? Well, first idea? of all, we have to be creative. If you don't have money, you have to think in another way. Yeah. In England, they have money, so they don't think in another way. I think you're right. You can bulldoze through a lot of problems yeah. with money. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so we have to give a lot of money in the, in the youth academy. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of coaches who are specialized and we make programs. So we are very creative in thinking new things. Mm-hmm. That's, that's our thing. And in England, if they do that and they have the money, they have both. But they are not so smart. It seems like um, a few years ago when I think when Johan Cruyff became uh, involved with the club again, there was a little bit of dissatisfaction with the fact that maybe Ajax had drifted away from the yeah, new yeah, policy right. and they'd, they'd been buying in Do you know why? why? Because of Martin Yol. Okay. So he what was happened? the head coach. Now Martin Yol uh, got all the credits. Mm-hmm. He could do everything because they wanted him. Yeah. It was a panic situation and they asked Martin Yol from Haasfall, yep. from Germany. And he got all the credits. He could do everything. That was the first stupid thing of the direction at that moment, Mm -hmm. the leaders. The second, Martin Jol is a result coach. Mm -hmm. And at Ajax, we don't need result coaches. We need coaches who are thinking of developing and going to the first team. Mm -hmm. And if that goes well, you're going to do results. Mm -hmm. But not in the other way. Yeah, okay. If you think first in results, you're going to buy first. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to watch in the youth academy and say, oh, no, no, no. The same as England. He, he had the mentality like England. Yeah. First you buy, and then maybe you think of the youth academy. And then you say, no, but if I have the money to buy, I, I buy I buy rather an, uh, an experienced player, mm-hmm. then I put a young player like Eriksen in the first team. Yeah, absolutely. He was 17 in the first team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that's so admired about Ajax from within England is that whilst often English clubs or German clubs, Spanish clubs, 
basically buy Ajax's best player every year or every second year. Yeah. And yet Ajax still perform well in the league. They still uh, progress in the Champions League or if not the yeah. Europa League. So, is what is it about the club that enables them just to sort of carry on regardless and, and just bring players through? Now looking at that older age group, um, sort of 17, 18, up to 21. Yeah. What is it about that age group that prepares them so well just to go straight into the first team and then perform? And that's the nice thing we have in the from the 70 years old. We have an individual program again, uh-huh. but now more specialized in the position. Okay. So if you are 70 years old, we can say in two, three years, we want to bring you to the first team of Ajax. We say that to all the players. Mm-hmm. But what do we need? What do we need to get you on the first team of Ajax? Okay. First, which position? Mm-hmm. Second, uh, what what are the needs? Mm-hmm. What do you need? What what do you you don't have now at this moment mm-hmm. for the first team of Ajax? That can be endurance. That okay. can be power. That can be uh, a, a, sh- uh, a pass of 40 meters. Okay. That can be everything. And the nice thing of Ajax is we can compare with somebody who's in the first team. Yeah, quite easy. We can say to the right defender. Okay, what do you need? What does Ricardo Verein from the first team has, mm-hmm. what you don't have? Now, and then we have top specialists. We have Jaap Stam, we have uh, Rona Tabour, mm-hmm. we have uh, Kenneth Perez, mm-hmm. we have Richard Witsche, we have Brian Roy, we have uh, Wim Jong, mm-hmm. uh, we have Bergkamp, we have specialists in the positions. So that's quite... Um... And they help them to, to get work on the details. Because one of the quite controversial aspects of um, recruitment for, of coaches in England is that it seems like former players, former high-level players, have a, an easier ride getting jobs than player, people who have done coaching qualifications but who haven't played at the highest level. But um, one of the quotes I read from uh, Johan Cruyff was he really values world-class players. Yeah. They, he thinks they offer something special from a yeah. coaching perspective. Is that something that, that you agree with and, and what's no, the values I, that no, they bring? You, you need a mix. Okay. My experience okay. is you need a mix because also you need the, the coaches, mm-hmm. I didn't play in the top, but you need coaches who can organize. Mm-hmm. You need coaches who doesn't see maybe the details as the top players see, but they can create a situation mm-hmm. that the top players, the to- all top players, can work in a nice atmosphere and nice situation. Mm-hmm. Because if you ask an all-top player to uh, work with the team, it's difficult for them, most yeah. of them. If you ask them to work individual, then they they grow. So, so that's where their experience is yeah. valid. Yeah, so they, you need a mix. Yeah, okay. The best thing is the mix. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's important that the players who come in as coaches have represented Ajax at some point, or would you be open to recruiting top players from other European clubs? Oh yeah, the best thing here is to get high top players. Uh, first of all, they are independent mm-hmm. with money. Mm-hmm. So if they come working here, they don't do it for the money. Yeah. And second, they know the club. Mm-hmm. Because Ajax is really different than another club. That makes sense. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. How do you have those conversations? How do you approach somebody like um, Dennis Bergkamp, for example? How do you approach him and say, we'd like you to come and work with, within the academy? Is it the, the bonds are already there, you ring regular communication anyway? Or does somebody from kind of higher up in the club have to make a, you know, make a case for them to come along? Yeah, it's from the higher club. I think it was okay. from Jon Cruyff, etc. Okay. etc. Um, but he came in my team in the younger age groups. He worked with the under 12. Yeah. In 2010, he started. When I first came, um, yeah. I, I was impressed, very impressed by that, that players with... Um, 
you know, incredible reputations and careers yeah. were for very seemed very humble at least. I don't know if that's true or not, but seemed uh, very open to learning. I, I sense that's the case. Yeah, but within, that's typical Dutch. Yeah, yeah I, hope, I think so. Dutch maybe. people are very uh, normal. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Bergkamp is one of the persons because I met a lot of old top players. Sure. But he's very normal. Okay. He's very normal and um, he's very open-minded. Mm-hmm. He is also, uh, he has his own vision, but that's what I like. Yeah, so it brings something extra on top yeah. of all the good stuff that's already happened. He was, as a player he was special, and now he's also special in thinking. Okay. But you need, again, you need somebody who can write it, or somebody who can, you need always people who work against each other to make a, a, good, uh, a good plan. Mm-hmm. That makes it that makes it nice the mix of people. So it almost comes to that of you want to take advantage of the strengths, but again, kind of work on the weaknesses as well and, and fill in the gaps in a, in a lot of ways with the coaches yeah. as well as with the players. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I want to finish off by talking about the progression from the first team to the international stage. Obviously, we have a World Cup coming up, and the chances of England seem. It's going to be a challenge at the, the very Holland least. Holland also, eh? I think for Holland maybe as yeah. well. So, what can what can you do as an academy to you know develop players who can take responsibility and really make that jump up to world class rather than yeah. just representing the club? Yeah, I, I think that um, that first of all the federation has to find more solutions mm-hmm. because the federations play different than the than Ajax, for example. Yeah. Uh, not the first team, no, because Louis Vergaal does it very well with the, with the players he has. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's you, you need more players who get more experience in, outside of Holland in the in the big competitions like England, Spain, Italy. Don't I don't like Italy at this moment. But Spain and, and England have a fantastic competition. Mm-hmm. If you take Kevin Strootman, yeah. he go, he went to Nap to uh, Roma, mm-hmm. but he is an important player. Now he got injured. Yeah. But you don't have a good player behind. It's it's a gap. Do you think that's just a coincidence? It seems uh, from an outsider looking in. Yeah. Netherlands has currently a lot of talent in the attacking third of the field. Um, yeah. You you know lesser in defending. Yeah. I mean guys like uh, Huntelaar on the bench the majority of games. Yeah, Huntelaar from Persie, mm-hmm. yeah. Both both of whom would start 100 were, percent of games yeah, for England. Yeah, yeah. So. He was the best of England. Yeah. And Huntelaar was the best of Germany. Yeah. Made the m- most goals. Yeah. So, as an Englishman, we'd kill for either of those players to play up front, and, and you have both plus Robin as well. Yeah. But yet, they. It seems to me, at least, that the traditional strength of, of Dutch players was um, controlling the midfield third. A lot of possession, a lot of clever yeah. movement. And maybe there aren't so many players currently who are like right at the top, top level of that. Yeah. Do you think that's just a coincidence or do you think there's something within the, the game and the academy yeah. structure that's not really, I don't know, benefited those no, type of players recently? Yeah, I think we can make a big step in the physical part. Okay. Because uh, to play with Schneider and Van der Vaart, mm-hmm. those are fantastic players. Yeah. But you need midfielders who can defend also. Mm-hmm. So we need multifunctional players. Mm-hmm. So if they, they have the skills and reading the game like Van der Vaart and Schneider, but they have also the physical part of Mark van Bommel yeah. or Nigel de Jong, mm-hmm. it, it will be fantastic. And Kevin Strootman was a player like that. Yeah, he, can, he can be tough, but also he's reading the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now he's injured. How do you rate Holland's chances at the World Cup? 
no, I think it will be very hard. Mm -hmm. But but um, they have a very tough group. I, but down I trust so. I trust Louis van Gaal because he's mm -hmm. a top coach. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I hope he can go to England. The way that Holland played in the previous. Sorry, do you want to drink something? I'm okay. Heb je voor mij colaatje zo, Jonathan? Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. No problem. I was just making sure. Is it 43 minutes now? Already? How well, quick is that? Oh, yeah? Um, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. No, I'm no, gonna, no problem. I'm going to finish off uh, with a few little last questions. If, um, if you have questions, you, you have now the chance, eh? That's <laughs> so I have, I have time for you. Okay, perfect. Um, I was going to talk about the national team a, a little bit more. I just want to... I think you touched on it. It's going to be a challenge. I think it's similar from England. But um, one of the questions I wanted to ask was how the performance in the previous World Cup was received within Holland because they reached the final for the first time in a long time. But um, it seemed like the newspaper reports was it wasn't a particularly popular style. And the question really is, would the, do you think the population of Holland would rather play an exciting style and reach the quarterfinals, semifinals, then they would almost win the tournament with an ugly style. Uh, did you see the game of Salzburg against Ajax? No, I didn't. I didn't catch it. No, Salzburg uh -huh. was full pressure in Ajax. Okay. In a Dutch way. Okay. And but Salzburg has also Dutch influence from Coadrians was the coach there ah, okay. a couple of years ago. Okay. And uh, but you see that also at uh, Germany with um, Munich. Yeah, Munich Munich absolutely. Was there. Yeah. And, and now Guardiola, who has also Dutch influence, we need to play in that way. Mm -hmm. But we need those players for that. Just to explain the um, the influence, the Dutch influence on Guardiola, because I think that's something that maybe people on. No, uh, 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 Johan Cruyff and Louis Vergaal were the were the coaches of uh, Guardiola. At Barcelona. Yeah, at Barcelona. Mm -hmm. And Guardiola was the the number six. Hey, we call uh, we talk about the number six in this moment. Yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, he was the the spielmacher, the playmaker. Mm -hmm. And um, and most of them become also good coach after the career. And yeah, he had a lot of Dutch influence. Mm -hmm. Barcelona has has influence from the 70s. When Johan Cruyff was the player, mm -hmm. and Rinus Michels was the first coach who who influenced uh, influenced uh, Ajax. Mm -hmm. You know the total football in, yep. in 1974. Yep. They didn't win the final, but they impressed whole but, of the world. Yeah, and they should have football. won the final, but <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's the Dutch football. Mm -hmm. And thank you very much for your time. Yeah, no, okay. It's been uh, fascinating. Yeah. You see, I like I like to, to talk about football.